the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Glenn Beck. It's Pat Gray for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program, along with Jeffy. Uh, The big news that's breaking right now is that President Trump has uh, canceled the North Korean summit with uh, Kim Jong-un in Singapore. It's too bad because, yeah, we I had some serious hope for that. Then maybe some progress could be made there. Maybe peace could be atta- obtained. We wouldn't have to worry about that I anymore. Know. I know. I mean, I, I really wanted that. Maybe right. you at least agree to end, officially end the uh, Korean War. Maybe you just start heal- that healing process. Uh, beginning on the Korean Peninsula, that would have been nice. Yeah, um, that would have been. That would have been, been nice. I don't know that. Uh, I mean, does South Korea even want that? Really? Oh, South Korea. I think they've wanted that for a long time. I yeah. don't know. I, mean, I think we've, they do. We've still we still dump a lot of money into that economy, and we've helped them build quite a military. But our military no is still it. there, and the United States presence is still there, strong. Oh, they want to lose that. And don't get me started on the presence in South Korea. <laughs> I but, uh, I have long uh, been saying it's time to stop. Get out. Yeah. I know. For a while. I know. And I didn't bring it up because of that, yeah. but I know you have. But I'm just I've, saying they, they don't want our to presence stop. to go. The, I don't no, think I, so. I, I think most of them want us to stay. I, yeah. yeah I think that's do. what I mean. I mean, maybe, maybe <laughs> you know, the... the Regular citizenry says get out. Yeah. But, but no way the government does. Where I am on that stuff now is, you know, South Korea's got a powerful army. It's like fourth, right. fourth or but fifth with biggest. With our help. Yeah, it's it's fourth or fifth biggest in the world. Okay, well, defend your country. We'll see you later. Uh, it's been a good 60, 65 years, <laughs> uh, but we're done. Yeah, we're done. And, uh, you we'll, know what? We're even going to. We'll catch you later. I know we left uh, a lot of equipment in Vietnam, but we're going to take our stuff. <laughs> yeah, we're going to take our toys. Too, okay? We're going to go home. And I'd I'd love it if we were less interventionist. Yeah, I, I really would. I I think it's time. Well, to get I mean, back we're barely f- anywhere. I don't know what you're talking about. Interventions. We're barely anywhere. We're 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 on we're on what? We're every on every continent. continent. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know that we have troops stationed in Antarctica, but every other continent. I bet we do. We might. Yeah, I believe we do. I, I would. We I might. Would, there's no. I would be you know, surprised if the answer to that was we don't. Yeah. Well, you never know when there's going to be a penguin uprising there, and you want to be prepared for it. You know, you laugh, but remember <laughs> that we just found out not long ago that uh, the penguins were like six or seven feet high. Yeah, we did. The Some of them are penguins. really big, so yeah. They might mm-hmm. they might start being born again that big, and if that happens... Yeah, you don't want none of that. Thank you. You're going to wish the U.S. military was thank there. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> But it would be nice to go back to our our founders' original thinking and, and stay out of stuff. It's just, you know, yeah. There's a thought. Stay out of it. We could we, uh, I think, could benefit a lot from that thinking right now. And then you know maybe we even protect our own borders with the thirty seven thousand troops. <laughs> just just a thought. I, I don't know. Or maybe you just, some of those soldiers get to stay with their families for a while at a base. Huh. That, that might be nice as well. Weird. You know, here in America and not contributing to the economy of South Korea right. and Japan and Germany and wherever else we are all over the world because we're everywhere. everywhere. We sure are. We're in places that we didn't even know we were in. Yeah. And we recently found that out in Africa. Yeah, How many time. African big countries time. are we in? And so, in some cases, we're, we're in skirmishes. We're yeah. in battles. 
We sure are. And that, uh, many of those were brought on uh, during the Obama administration. Yeah, there were. Yes. I mean, this is not just a Republican situation. Correct. It's, uh, it's an American president situation because as Glenn has talked many times about when he met with George W. Bush and Bush said, hey, don't, don't worry so much about the next guy because he'll find out what I found out. Right. And that's what, that we all have to do essentially the same thing. And that's what they do. Essentially right. the same thing because of the world situation and the uh, circumstances we've created and been a part of for so long, we just continued that. We, we and, have to. And, and that's why we've been um, reluctantly surprised at the many things uh, that President Trump has accomplished from his campaign promises because so many of those campaign promises from very many uh, uh, campaigners have fallen through the cracks mm-hmm. because of that very... Mm-hmm. Th- that very thinking yeah uh you know they can't do it now well i really wanted to but can't wish i could yeah look at the time let's yeah. take us to big picture and get out of the oval okay. and that's that's what we do find at least as far when it comes to certainly when it comes to foreign policy yeah they have to act pretty much the same way and they do uh triple eight seven two seven back david hogg this guy is I, changing the world you just love it don't you i, I do not. love to hear from him i do not uh, probably the most visible of the Parkland surviving activists. He is calling for a die-in at Publix supermarkets tomorrow to protest their donation to gubernatorial candidate Adam Putnam, Adam Putnam whom right. you know, right? I, I do know Good Adam, guy. You want him I, to win the I, election. I didn't uh, realize that he was running for governor, and mm-hmm. uh, I like Adam Putnam, and he would be a good governor for the state of Florida, I believe. Well, he has a pro-gun stance. Um, that gets him a top rating from the yeah. NRA. No, he's he's a he's a gun guy. His family. He was born uh, he was born in Florida. He's a Florida boy. Uh, they have a citrus farm uh, in Bartow, Florida. Um, mm-hmm. You really, no matter what size farm you have, when you're walking whatever fields you have, you want to be have some sort of weapon on you. There are wild animals that need to be you need to be safe from. Can't you just reason with the animals when they come to You could. Eat you, you could. You may have your own personal die-in. Yeah, maybe you try <laughs> something different. Maybe you don't kill uh, for a change. Maybe you don't have a gun. Because the answer to uh, to animal violence is not more violence. Have you, have you attempted <laughs> to talk to a snake or a... Well, uh, not... Not for a while. A, a gator. Uh, Are you saying that's impossible? Have you ever tried it? Don't knock it until you've tried it. <laughs> Honestly, no, I've never tried it. So, so apparently public supermarkets supports Adam Putnam, and he's and has got a, along. I mean, a he's, really high rating from the NRA. Yeah, he's been, I mean, and Publix is a, a, a great supermarket chain in, mm-hmm. in Florida and the South. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. they're really good, and my, my daughter and my wife, miss shopping there you know when we travel to florida it's always like oh we get to go to Publix. uh they but adam has been i mean they've supported adam putnam since he was in the florida state legislature since he was in the u.s congress for 10 years and then he left congress the u.s congress and came back to florida and became agricultural commissioner um so i mean he's you know they've been behind him 100 percent, and they gave him the money that they gave him and david is upset that Publix is supporting mm-hmm. adam because of his gun rating and can so you he's believe got a this? great idea. David Hogg now has. Did you see how many Twitter followers he's got uh, It's now? easy enough to find out. I don't know exactly. I don't know it's, the number. It's a high school kid who started out probably with what? Yeah, 12 or 25 or 50 followers. Yeah. 
799,000 now. Almost 800,000 followers. And he was immediately verified. Uh, oh, was Twitter. he? Twitter. He immediately, as soon as they, as soon as they started talking to him at Parkland, he was. I mean, he immediately got the blue check from Twitter. Yeah. So he's telling all his Twitter followers that they should do a die-in at public stores, uh, and if you're not in the one at Florida that he's talking about, then do it wherever you have a public. Starting at 4 p.m. Uh, inside the two public stores because he's got two in his neighborhood around Parkland High School. Uh, go in and lie down. Starting at 4. Feel free to die in, in with us at many other publics as possible. You know, I, I, and I responded to, I actually responded to his tweet, which I usually let David tweets go, but it ticked mm. me off with this. Yeah, it's um, so irritating. What, what, it'll get a lot of people on your side that are shopping for going into the holiday weekend on Friday afternoon. Let's yeah. go ahead and clog that up, Great. David. That was good thinking. <laughs> Let's do that. They'll be on your side then. That's what leftists do, though. Leftists, they don't care. Who's inconvenienced? They don't. They don't care who's put out. They don't care who's hurt. They just want to make their statement. Right. I'll never forget when um, janitors went on strike in Houston. This is about ten, twelve years ago. Uh, SEIU came down from Chicago with a bunch of their members to help out in their protest, and so oh, they didn't come down to help out to pick up garbage. Uh, no, oh. no, they didn't. Oh. In, in fact, there was a, a big strike, and uh, garbage didn't get picked up at a lot of buildings huh. uh in houston for a while and so what they did instead was they drove into some of the most uh traffic congested intersections and dumped garbage into the middle of the street <laughs> that wins people over oh, oh did man. we love them then right oh was i on the janitor's side then right oh my god i can't tell you how much i loved them <laughs> i was all about the janitors for justice. I bet you were when they started dumping garbage in front of me <laughs> in the streets of Houston and impeding my way to work. Or I impeding loved anyone, it. no matter where, impeding where you want to go. Exactly. That was the whole point of the yeah. of the Black Lives Matter marching, marching in on interstates and blocking roads. Right? It was no, it's fine. But You're not helping your cause. Not, not, not at all. Not at all. And going into public supermarkets tomorrow and laying there in the in the aisles and getting in the way of shoppers and their carts, that's not going to help. No. No. And one of the Nobody's going to like that. And, and you're not going to win over anybody that way. And David would probably pick another store, but, you know, Publix is known for being so clean, he's able to, oh, I can lay down on that floor and not get dirty. So, I mean, it's agonizing. Mm, it, it is. It's agonizing. Isn't it? it is. And I want, I want Publix to double down. I don't want him to back out. I want him to give Adam more money. Yeah. I mean, I do too. I don't even know Adam, and I, I want him to give him more money because <laughs> this just pisses me off. Triple eight seven two seven beck Pat Gray and uh, Jeffy for Glenn this week. Triple eight seven two seven beck is our phone number. Uh, so let's go to... Staff Sergeant, uh, we've got a Staff Sergeant. On. Staff Sergeant to who, though? I do, it, uh, it doesn't say. There's not enough room on uh, the, the name area. Staff Sergeant Don, did you say? Tom. Staff Sergeant Tom, welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck Program. Yeah, hi. I just hi. wanted to weigh in on these uh, uh, protests, the NFL, kneeling down. Mm-hmm. I've listened to uh, sports talk radio the last few days, different national shows, and uh, they all seem to be in support. And, you know, they keep saying, mm-hmm. well, you know, it's just they're protesting, uh, you know, 
national issues. Well, I would like to have them see it from my perspective. I'm ex-military, and I attended three funerals at Arlington National Cemetery back in the first Gulf War Mm -hmm. for people that I knew that were lost in the cause. And I would want to see if Colin Kaepernick attended one of those funerals and heard the national anthem played and then taps. Could he still have the guts to kneel down? If he did, uh, that would be totally, you know, disrespectful, yeah. uh, no matter what his cause is. Because when I hear the national anthem, uh, you can't help but get choked up, thinking back to that time at Arlington National Cemetery when you watch three of your buddies yeah. get buried. Yeah, uh, appreciate it. Thanks, uh, Tom. No kidding. And thank you for thank your you. service. Uh, and that's a point that seems to be lost on him. Of course, they say anytime that's brought up, Oh, it's not about that. We honor the military. We're we're all about the military. Yeah, but you you can't see you can't disrespect the national anthem and then say that, right? Because our veterans don't buy that. It's all as tied you just heard, it. it's all tied in. And again, in. go back to what Colin Kaepernick, the founder of this movement, yeah. what he said in the first place, and that was that it was about the country and it was about the flag and it was about the anthem. Yes, it is. He said yes. So. Which anybody, is it? Anybody who says it isn't is lying or they don't understand what the movement is about. And we mentioned earlier, too, he's right. Uh, the the sportscasters and, uh, you know, we talked about uh, listening to the, the ESPN and the They're Fox all Sports. Liberals. They're all liberals. All of them. for it. Yep. I can't believe it. It's agonizing. I, I, I can't listen to it. When they start into this stuff, I have to turn the channel. How do they see? I mean, if sports, if NFL starts to fall. A little bit more than it has, and, and, and granted, they're up. They're on a pretty sturdy mountain, so it's going to take mm-hmm. a while. You're not going to, you know, you're not knocking them off the hill right now. But if it starts to slip a little bit, um, there's not going to be the need for your sportscasters. Yeah, uh, all talking uh, NFL twenty four seven because nobody cares. And the problem is, like you said, that's a, that's quite a ways down the road. I know because everybody loves the NFL, right? Everybody. We, loves football looks forward to football season and the escape that we're supposed to get from it i'm guilty i'm guilty of that except that i'm not guilty of uh i am guilty of giving up a little you know i mean i've I've, i have given up a little and i you know i pick i didn't watch it as much my games carefully yeah and i pick and choose when i watch it you know because i try to miss the very beginning and because i don't care i don't want to hear it i don't want to see it right right I don't want to hear the the announcers comment on it. I don't. I, I don't, don't want to hear their their support for I it. I'll watch it with the, <laughs> with the sound down. I'll watch it with the sound down. Really, yeah. a lot of times I do. I'd rather watch it with the sound down. It makes you miss the days of Pat Summerall and uh, John Madden, who never commented about political stuff. They it's talked about the game, the game. The football, the X's and O's, the game, Talked the players. About What's going on? The game. Thank you, Stephen, in uh, Los Angeles or Louisiana. Which is it? Louisiana. Louisiana? Louisiana. Okay. Yes, sir. Uh, welcome. Uh, thank you, ma'am. Um, I just wanted to touch base with you, uh, get your opinion and your thought. Um, okay. See, my mom's on a fixed income, and mm-hmm. I live with her now. I'm mm-hmm. 37 years old. She was about to be evicted out of her house, so I had to leave my house and everything, all my stuff, and move in with her. You know, I have a full-time job. I've been out the house since I was 16. Yeah. So I'm, I'm trying tough. to, you know, big difference. It's a tough situation. Yeah. Sure is. Yeah, you're no, there. No, no, no. You're yeah. there to help your mom. That's a completely different situation. 
Yeah, that's yeah. that's not the kind of thing we're talking about. Thanks for the call, Stephen. Yeah, I'm glad no. you brought that up because we we mentioned yesterday there's exceptions to all these rules, and you're one of the exceptions. Yes. If you're there to take care of your mom or your parents, a completely different situation than a 30-year-old guy who's just there sponging off. A totally healthy 30-year-old sponging off his and parents. And it is, it is understandable that uh, from time to time where instead of the parent moving in with you, you would move in with them because sure. they're comfortable and they're at mm-hmm. their place and that's their place and you're going to take care of them. Why, why, why exactly are you saying it like that? Like it's, uh, it's just, like it's the way it happens. something you're irritated it's just with. The way it happens, bad. <laughs> what do you mean? What then is? Try, then what's what, happened? Then Jeffy? It doesn't happen. Then what happens is, is that they move in with you, <laughs> and it moves in. Then, you know, they has someone in, moved in with you? In, they... Then they you got to take care of them, and you give them their own space. But then they want a different space. And they can't be upstairs because uh, you can't walk the stairs. You got to be downstairs. You sounds give them the like rooms. pretty specific. Uh, I just, I just off the top of, of my head. Really? Yeah, something okay. my head. They So you're not talking about any any specific yeah, just, circumstance. You're just I know, just people. Sometimes right. it happens to just you. So generally you just speaking. Say, yeah, so, you know, what are you going to do? Say no and kick them out on the street? No, probably no, not. No, you can't do no, that. No, you can't do that. Can't do that. Can't do that. And what you know? Let's say you you had. But I mean, let's well, say, let's say let's how say long a period of time are you generally you, speaking of? Let's say these parents had more mm-hmm. than one child and. Mm-hmm. Only the one child is worthy of taking care of them. Able to take care of them yeah. because of her husband and mm-hmm. stuff like that. <laughs> Again, it sounds kind of specific. No, I'm just thinking of someone just off the top of my head. Now, now so, how long would this situation have been going know, on in I general? Know. I mean, generally speaking, I, what eight, nine years? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. It's a, really? I don't know, okay. Maybe. Yeah, but I mean, again, yeah. it's just a uh, hypothetical that you're just throwing out yeah, there. It wouldn't be good, though. The good thing yeah. is, is like if you were to move, say, to another state and you had a place to stay in the state you were moving from, instead of getting rid of that place, you just, you know, they just stay there. Why wouldn't they do? Why would they do that? But they they wouldn't, right? In this Not particular they scenario, in this scenario, they would. But. <laughs> Huh. That's, a, that's just interesting. A, it sounds interesting. really. I don't know what made me think of it. Very, very specific really for a generalized <laughs> circumstance that you're just. But it does. Out but it does happen. And it, it does. Happen, it does yeah. happen. And you, you, you yeah. have to. Those are the issues that you have to deal with, and that's part of life. I get it. But yeah. this guy, the 30 year old, the specific guy that we're talking about, and others that we heard about yesterday, um, I, there's something missing in the psyche. Of wanting to be an individual mm-hmm. living in America out on your own. Being independent. Yes. When you're a 30-year-old man. Yeah. Something's a little off there. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. With uh, Pat and Jeffy this week. Uh, Nancy Pelosi was speaking about... Uh, well, I'm not really sure what she was speaking about, frankly. <laughs> she did get the question asked. <laughs> she, yeah. She, so she there was, was a specific answer that was supposed to be answered. Right. But she was speaking initially, well, that she was asked about the age of some of these elected officials. And uh, here's kind of what it uh, what it turned into. Isn't it time for some members to return to private service and to encourage younger folks to run for office? So they have yeah. To yes. Thank you. 
Thank you. Should I take that personally? Yes. Yes, yes Nancy, you should. <laughs> yes, you should. You should take that incredibly personally and get out. Get out. Let me say this. Um, okay. Uh, two things. First right. of all, mm-hmm. what I said earlier about money and politics, if you reduce the money role of money in politics mm-hmm. and increase the level of civility in politics, you will elect more women, more young people, more people of color to elect your body. And, and nothing is more wholesome than that. Okay, so nothing is more wholesome, wholesome than electing people of color, women, and young people. I guess it's not wholesome to elect people with experience. That's not wholesome. That's not. That's the not fact that. is that Congress right. has a seniority system, Let's so people in system. different regions want to make sure uh-huh. that the people who represent them are in a senior position yeah. to help express their views, the, the, the so uh, concerns of their well. region. That wasn't but the I'll question, take though. it personally and say right. that as a woman who came to Congress later because I raised my five children before I decided that uh, to accept the opportunity mm-hmm. to run for Congress, so lots of times women are a bit older because they have been raising their children. Now I'm happy because lots of young people, young women, are running with young children, and we're trying to make it as family-friendly as possible. But I don't think, for me, I don't think age has that much to do with it. I think Mm. it's about, and especially as a woman, (laughs) I I want women to know that whether they're going uh, from college to Congress, well, they can't really do that, but 25 years old to Congress, or in my case, from the kitchen to Congress after my kids were grown, uh, that whatever you're bringing, it's new and fresh and different because you're a woman. And that is with all the respect in the world for our male colleagues. But the important thing is to have the mix at the table, at the table. So at the table. I think that uh, at the table, uh, at the table, again, at the table, at the table, yeah. at the table. The whole, the table, as I said to you earlier, the whole environment is changing. She's still talking. These young people are registering Apparently. kids, mm-hmm. 17 years old, who are not even quite old enough to vote, but will be by the will time be, of the uh, election. Sure, the women be. marched and now they're running. And now they're running. And now and they're so running. There's a whole, and now they're people running. People say to me, "How are you going to use all that talent?" And at the table. And now they're running. Now they're running. At the table. At the table. And now they're running. How are pop? they going to use us? <laughs> How are we going to in- incorporate their fresh enthusiasm? I've never seen mobilization uh-huh. like it. And everybody has to justify <clears throat> their existence to their constituents, and that's mm-hmm. the democratic way. Okay. Uh, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, again. Well, Again, uh, answer the question, though. Maybe. Some members no, come to Congress good. older and they're newer. Some what? people have been there 20 years and they're younger, and but they just got a younger start. So anyway, that is all to say we want to take the talent, the experience, mm-hmm. uh, the values where they are. and. So that that's all to say that I've been rambling for three minutes and saying absolutely nothing, except for the fact that I've got no intention of ever getting out of office. No way. I'm going to die in this office. I, I'm 78 years old, and I'm continuing to babble on endlessly about how, no, I've got no intention of ever stopping. And there are no term limits? Uh-uh. Uh, do I want a young person to take my job? No. No. And by the way, she may have gotten a late start uh, after her children mm-hmm. uh, were raised. She's still there been there for a thousand years. Not a chance Nancy Pelosi 
came from the kitchen to Congress the way she means it. No. Not a chance. I'm sorry. I don't buy it. And she came later in life. She uh, has, I mean, it seems like she's always sure been does. in office. It sure does. So, I mean, does it say later in life? Is that 30? Is that 35? If she had five kids, you know, she's probably started at what? 14? Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either, but she's been, uh, she's been a representative since 1987. Oh, yes. I mean, look. She, yeah, she came in later in life. Later I mean, in this life. Was, from the kitchen to you Congress. Know, from the kitchen to Congress. After her kids were born. After raised, her kids were completely raised. And five and, kids. And five kids I had to take care of. Wow. Uh, that's, again, the rambling, the repetition Oof. of phrases and words. I mean, she did sound. Freeze. She did sound that she could could have possibly been fully medicated last night. So everything was. I mean, that, that's about as coherent as she's sounded in quite some time. And that wasn't much. No, I mean she's just rambling. Yeah. Triple eight seven two seven back. Let's go to Garrett. Uh, Garrett, you're on the Glenn Beck program. Hi. Hey, how's it going? It's nice to talk Good. to you guys this morning. You too. Okay, so um, basically, I just wanted to address the whole, uh, you know, the Parklands, you know, David Hogg type situation and uh, kind of tie it together with some of the other left-wing pushes that are out there. Mm-hmm. Um, in the past, I know that Glenn has denounced the Bundy Ranch protesters for protesting idiotically the idiotic behaviors of the BLM. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But what what is the flashpoint? Because right now, we do have... Uh, Congressional representatives openly advocating for gun confiscations and buybacks of quote-unquote assault weapons. We've got former Supreme Court justices arguing for the repeal of the Second Amendment. Yep. Um, the, the, you know, the left always has that point where they're willing to use violence. And they have. You know, In the Civil War, once you know, Abraham Lincoln was elected, they attacked Fort Sumter, and that triggered it. You know, that was our tipping point where we stepped in and said, all right, slavery is going bye-bye now, and we're going to do it by force. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, with all of the rights that are being violated right now, I mean, it's, you know, look at Planned Parenthood. That's Jim Crow. That's a eugenicist agenda that is being carried out to the tune of tens of millions of lives lost. And so, I mean, I understand that it's never good to advocate for violence. But in your opinion, is there ever a point at which we use the Second Amendment for what it's designed for? Oof. Is there ever a point? I mean, it's a uh, thanks for the call, Garrett. It, it's a it's a hard question. It sure is. Uh, I, the answer is obviously yes. There is there is a point. We're not there. Not even. Well, I don't think not we're not even close. close to that. No. And what we forget about uh, with our founders is that uh, it took them a long time to get to that point as well. They didn't jump immediately to that point and take up arms against Britain. It took a long time right. and a lot of grievances. And, many do forget that, yeah. including myself. I mean, that's something you don't think about often, and it t- took them a long time to get there. And it should right. take us longer because they were doing it all without representation. We have representation. So there's another big difference between us and the founders. We're supposed to handle this through our representation. And when they don't handle it the way we want, we get new representation. representation right. It's our fault that we haven't done that. It's our fault that we never do that. And it's our fault that we keep electing the same morons we've elected for 30 or 40 or 50 years. Right, I mean, that's the, argu- the term limit argument as well. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to see term limits, though. Love to see that happen. 
Um, I think there's a couple of different things that could save this country. One of them is term limits, and the other is uh, get people out of Washington, put them in their district, and legislate from your district. Could not agree more on that. No more meeting at the Capitol building in Washington. You have to stay and conduct all business of Congress in your district online. Yeah. That's how you connect with the rest of Congress, online. I mean, I'm even willing to give them, uh, you know, a week a year. Sure, you could you, you could whatever. arrange something like that once or twice a year, whatever. But most of the time, uh, absolutely, you're right there face with your the constituents, you and you face them yeah, you're all damn right. the time. You don't worry about you're not facing the lobbyists, right? You're facing your constituents who put you there, and you're not wheeling and dealing with Mitch that down is the, the hall for three hours. That is the, I think that's the most effective change we could make. Get them home, put them in their district. That's where you do your legislating. I'd be, I mean, that, I think that fixes a lot of ills. Uh, Ken in Pennsylvania, you're on the Glenn Beck program. Hey, hey. Uh, I'll get right to my point. You, you had nailed it on the head earlier. You were talking about that kid living with his parents. Mm-hmm. A lot of that comes back to we've now had a, an entire generation, almost two, that literally were raised with no shame. Mm-hmm. That's a big part of it. That is one of the flaws. The others are things like no moral compass, no personal responsibility, and no coping mechanisms. And a lot of the problems, school shootings, that guy living with his parents, the NFL protests, a lot of it you can trace back to one of those things. Because basically people are being raised and they don't have any sense of right or wrong or values or that they themselves are in the wrong. It's always somebody else's fault. Yep. And they were raised because of, like, participation trophies and everything. They have no means to deal with it. Not that I'm an advocate of bullying or anything, Mm -hmm. but still it kind of teaches you that life lesson that you have to deal with it buck up and you know move on but now they, they can't do it at anymore and yeah. we end up with uh things like the shootings i i think that's a big part of it i really is. do thanks ken uh keith in texas welcome to the glenn Beck program hey thanks hey. thank you Paul. Mm-hmm. i uh right to the point uh you got a eunuch 30 year old uh snowflake that has a kid buys his own groceries gets mm-hmm. a lawyer and does not have a job where does he get the money? Good question. Probably from his parents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Keith. I'm I'll bet sure he gets that. his money for his lawyer too. from his parents. I bet he does, too. <laughs> so pathetic. So sad. Uh, 888-727-BECK. Wow, this is uh, some breaking news. Morgan Freeman is now being accused of sexual harassment, inappropriate behavior, by eight women. Is there nothing sacred? Apparently not. Apparently I not. Mean, Morgan Freeman is a big fish. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. I yeah. mean, I know That's Harvey. I know Harvey Weinstein and, and Bill Cosby and uh, <laughs> what's his face, uh, Kevin Spacey. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. But Freeman's a big fish, man. Yeah, yeah. That guy's got a lot of money. He's a oh, big star. And he's absolutely, absolutely revered by the Hollywood superstar. Lab. I mean, he's, they he's, love him. They, everybody, love him. I don't know of anyone that that doesn't like him. Young production assistant thought she had landed the job of her dreams when, in the summer of 2015, she started working on Going in Style, bank heist co- comedy starring Morgan Freeman, Michael Caine, and yeah, Ellen Arkin. I watched, uh, that's a, it. Was cute. You liked it? Yeah. Uh, but the job quickly devolved into several months of harassment. She told CNN. She alleges that Freeman subjected subjected her to unwanted touching and comments about her figure and clothing on a near daily basis. Freeman would rest his hand on her lower back or rub her lower back 
In one incident, she said, Freeman kept trying to lift up my skirt and asking if I was wearing underwear. He never successfully lifted her skirt, she said. He would touch it and try to lift it. She would move away, and then he'd try again. Eventually, she said, uh, Alan made a comment telling him to stop. Morgan got freaked out, didn't know what to say, uh, and so, so on. So it stopped. It stopped. Yeah, but... So... So what? It's okay to try to lift up a woman's skirt? Soon, no. No. But as soon as whatever was happening was happening and that she wanted to stop, when it, they said stop, he stopped. No, because she moved away and then he tried to Why get didn't it. she just say stop doing it? I don't know. They never do. It seems like it seems like uh, they, they can't. But they I don't, don't think Morgan's married, they right? Won't. I don't know. He's, I mean, they made a big deal that he lives with his granddaughter <laughs> or something or his niece or ne- it was some. I got to look it up now. Who he, I don't think he's married. I'm not sure. But anyway, but the point is, is that now, granted, I, I'm not saying that it's okay to lift up the girl's mm-hmm. dress anytime you want, but I'm just saying that at that point, this story evolved into she felt uncomfortable when someone confronted him about it, it stopped. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So you're saying what? It's fine. It's fine. Is that what you're saying? I'm Mr. Dirtbag? <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> it's not fine. No. It... On the set of Now You See Me in 2012, uh, some of the production staff said he did comment on our bodies. We knew that if he was coming by, not to wear any top that would show our breasts, nor to wear anything that would show our bottoms, meaning not wearing clothes that were fitted, she said. At 80 years old, Freeman is one of, as we've mentioned, Hollywood's biggest stars. Uh, his movie career spans decades, Driving Miss Daisy, Shawshank Redemption, I mean, Million Dollar Baby. I mean, look at the there, list of that. Uh, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, he's done a lot of stuff. Apparently, 16 people spoke to CNN about Freeman as part of the investigation, eight of whom said they were victims of what some called harassment, others called inappropriate behavior by him. So it sounds like he says things to women like, hey, a nice whatever, like that. And uh, and they don't like it. So no, they don't. do you ask him to stop? And if you ask him to stop and he does, maybe that takes care of it. I know that's kind of what you're saying, right? It's, yes. It's like if, you know, if you if you don't know it's not acceptable, then how do you know to stop? Right? You've got to be told, look, I, I don't want to hear that from you. 80-year-old man. (laughs) Stop it. Stop. Glenn Beck. Mercury.